You're listening to The Toolbox, a podcast from Westwood Church's college ministry designed to train, equip, and encourage college students and young adults in their walk with Jesus as they take the gospel to a fallen world. Welcome back to another episode of The Toolbox. I'm your host, Christian Barrett, and today we're going to talk a little bit about social media evangelism. So taking uh, two great things, social media Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever else it may be, and evangelism. So taking the gospel to those that are following us on social media or friends with on social media, and what the pros and cons of that, um, what we should do when it comes to a scriptural understanding of this, and obviously scriptures aren't black and white in this area. Um, In the first century, uh, Judea, there wasn't uh, TikTok or Snapchat for Jesus to be giving examples about in his parables, um, and neither were the epistles um, when the apostles were writing, sending out letters to churches who had uh, a Facebook, and they weren't telling them how to run their Facebooks. So we live in a time where scripture's not black and white in giving us advice on this, um, but I still think we can look to scripture and apply it to this area of our lives. So let's jump into the topic. Let's face it, there's a reality that you've been on Facebook or Twitter and you've just seen someone say something overtly offensive to Christians or the Bible, whatever it may be, there's been a statement made by someone about why God is not good or God does not exist at all. And you get that little urge. You're like, oh man, I need to respond to that. I have to respond to that. And so that's a good thing. Your your desires to fulfill the biblical mandate of evangelizing and defending the faith is good. That's a that's a great desire that you have and I want to affirm that desire. But the biblical foundation for gospel truth, presenting gospel truth is in doing so to make disciples, right? And so if that's the goal is to make disciples, then that has implications on how we do that in any situation, whether it's social media or in person. If our sole objective when we engage in any content that is non-Christian is to win the debate, then we've already lost the battle of winning the soul. So as Christians, our first understanding as we go into social media evangelism is to win the person. We want to present gospel truth. And so with that being said, let's lay out some pros. Pro to social media, you're presenting gospel truth. That's a a great thing. It's something you should do. That's something we should be doing in all areas of our life, not just with internet conversations. Uh, Second pro, you're contending for the faith. In Jude, we see uh, we're called to defend the faith and contend for it. That was once and for all delivered for the saints. And so that's a good thing. When you're on social media and you see a post that is attacking the Christian faith, you're contending for it. You're defending it. But we do so with the hope of seeing that person repent and believe and put their faith in Jesus, that they would no longer walk in the ways that are leading them to a destined of hell, but that they would in fact turn to the Savior who could alone save them. Those are two great pros, right? We we get an opportunity, and social media is a good thing that we now become more connected with anyone else 
in the world. And that's amazing. That's something we should be looking to take advantage of. But there are some cons to commenting on a post or even making uh, a post that's just overtly looking to tear down um, any other worldview without any consideration of the people behind the thought. So that's one thing I do want to encourage you before we look at some cons. Every statement that you read on social media, whether it's a religious statement, a political statement, whatever it may be, there is a person behind that statement, a person made in the image of God. And so in any time you go to interact with an individual, social media or in person, remember that. Remember that there is a person behind the question behind the statement, that's one of Ravi Zacharias's um, key tenets of engaging with others. Remember that there's always a person made in the image of God behind the question. So with cons um, to responding to something on social media, a big one is that you immediately lose the tone. You could ask a question um, in a comment and it come across super sarcastic or degrading. And that may not be your attitude at all. But because of the text it being a written format, you lose the tone of how things are said. Um, questions, uh, points of engagement are lost. And a person who's already um, ready to attack uh, God or the Christian worldview are going to be really defensive. And it's not going to lead to a good engagement because they're already going to think that you have a negative perception of them as soon as you start engaging with them. Uh, another con with that is I don't know too many people that have changed their mind over a Facebook post or a Twitter uh, tweet. This is something that we have to understand is that people are more likely to engage in conversation when it's one-on-one. -on -one. Um, they're more likely, yes, to respond to conversation when someone puts on their post. They want other people to see them, but they're never going to be willing to concede any idea or any thought, especially on a public platform. And so you just lose a lot of the ability to engage with the person, to lovingly engage and point the person to gospel truth when you do it on a platform that's public because everyone sees that and they're going to do everything they can to make sure they can tear down and refute your worldview. So that's a, that's a major um, con to this. And so it may be an alternative to social media evangelism. You know, you see the post and then you feel the need to respond to it will be messaging them. That's something that we have the access to is the ability to private message these people. And so private message them, say, Hey, I saw your post and you know, I just have some thoughts about it. Um, here are my questions I would love to ask you. Um, and, it, and, not always, but sometimes we get the opportunity to actually meet with those people in person. And there's so much more ground that can be made with an in-person, face-to-face conversation. As Christians, we're called to love others. So we're called to love our neighbor. And the question is always, well, who is my neighbor? Well, everyone's your neighbor, right? You're called to love those around you, the people that you engage with, the people you interact with. And so I, I want to encourage you that it, the next time you do see a post, you're like, man, I really disagree with that. You know, that this person clearly does not know the Jesus I serve, the Jesus of the Bible. Message them. 
ask them, say, hey, would you be willing to meet up for a cup of coffee and do this socially distanced, do this in the, the right ways, abiding by um, laws, whether it's a face mask or whatever uh, building you're in. Uh, just ask to meet up have that conversation, to engage in discussion about who God is, because it's going to show that um, to the person, this is more than just about winning a debate for you. This is more about winning their soul. This is about seeing them turn to Jesus. And and you can have that conversation through text, um, but still, once again, you lose some of the aspect of tone. Um, they're, yes, they would say, well, this person cares enough to have this conversation with me in private. I appreciate that. But they're still being uh, a certain way by the fact that it's texting. It's getting lost. Their preconceived ideas about you are going to impact how they read the text messages. So I encourage you to try to meet up with these people in person. And so I, I said I'd give you kind of my personal preference and the point of the frame point that I use when it comes to approaching this conversation. There's been plenty of times where even I've shared something and I've had someone uh, say post something on and be sharing an article or you know they they say something and I feel the need to comment. And there's been plenty of times where I have typed out a response and I've been ready to press send and then all of a sudden I say you know what I don't, I don't think that's honoring to the Lord um, that that could be taken the wrong way and so I'd, I'll delete it and and sometimes I'll reach out to them individually oftentimes I'll just pass it by um, that's the that's the case sometimes so many times um, people post things and they're not they don't want to have a, an, a conversation they want to get their viewpoint across and that's about it and so they're not willing to engage in dialogue. That's something that I think hurts us because what social media originally did was create a way for us to have a public dialogue, a public conversation at all times and get viewpoints across that way we could share them and have our minds changed and think more deeply about uh, the world. And now it's gotten to the point where it's, um, I only want my worldview, my point of view to be expressed. And if you disagree, you're wrong. There's no reasoning for why they're wrong. It's just you're wrong. That's absurd. That's crazy. I disagree with that. And they're not giving any alternatives. And so as Christians, we should walk into that and say, here's why you're wrong. Not just that you're wrong, but here's why. And so when we come into a a framework that's not a Christian worldview and we're not talking to Christians, we can give them an alternative. An alternative to the big questions of life. Last week we looked at uh, the four questions regarding origin, um, morality, meaning, and destiny. And so we can come to those and give an alternative answer to each one of them. right? And not all worldviews have the ability to do that. Not certain ones anyway. So going back to personal preference, you know, when I come to these situations, and this is any time, um, you're about to engage in an activity, right? And so we see in 1 Corinthians, Paul says, whatever you do, uh, whether you eat or drink, do it to the glory of God. And so 100%, you could engage in social media evangelism in a way that brings glory and honor to God. But for myself, I ask myself this question based off of uh, Ephesians 4.1. Paul encourages his readers to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. And so we've been called saints. We've been called to um, proclaim the gospel. 
And if I'm doing that in a way that is unloving and is seeking to just destroy the worldview of this other person and the person alongside of it, then am I really doing walking in a way that's worthy of the manner in which I've been called? As Christians, we've been called to uh, love others. We've been called to love God. And so I want to encourage you, the next time you're about to engage in one of these posts, you see something that you disagree with um, that just is completely anti-Christian. It's against the Christian worldview, right? I want you to ask yourself, am I doing this in a way that shows that I truly love this person? Am I doing this in a way that truly shows that I love the Lord my God with all my heart, my soul, my strength, my mind? And if you can answer yes to that question, then I don't see any problem engaging with these conversations on social media. Um, but And that's, this goes across the board. When it comes to social media, one of the best things that I think you can do is ask yourself before you hit send on anything, whether it's a comment or a post, is this honoring and pleasing to God? And if it is, then I don't see anything wrong with posting it. The gospel is offensive to a fallen world, but we shouldn't be actively seeking to offend people and hurt them and tear them down. We want to break down the walls. We need to break down the worldviews of people, but there's a way that we do that without destroying the person. So my biggest uh, encouragement to you guys as, you, uh, as we close up here is to... Seek to destroy the idea. Seek to tear it down, to give an alternative view, to give the view of the gospel, uh, that Jesus can save, that Jesus alone is the answers. Uh, Seek to show the Christian worldview as you break down these ideas that are false and incorrect. But don't seek to destroy the person. The minute you seek to destroy the person is the minute you've already lost the battle. And they no longer want to engage in a conversation, uh, and nor are they going to be willing to have their mind changed. And so as you call people to repent and believe in the gospel, keep that in mind. If we're not willing to love others, they're not going to be willing to listen to us. So if you have any further questions, you can always email those to me, christian at mywestwood.org. And if you want to know more about Westwood Church, uh, you can find that out, including our service times at mywestwood.org. Until next time, friends, grace and peace.